This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Thousands of Porsche, Audi, and Bentley vehicles have been impounded by U.S. custom officials because they reportedly have an electronic component that was made with forced labor in China. VW says it's replacing the part and expects to get the vehicles delivered to customers by the end of March. The Financial Times reports that the component was made in western China, and it's against U.S. law to import products that were made with forced labor in China's western Xinjiang region. The VW Group, which those luxury brands are a part of, is under immense pressure to sever ties with a plant that a subsidiary of its joint venture partner operates in the region. As we reported yesterday, VW is in talks with SEIC about ending its involvement at that plant, because forced labor may have been used to build a test track near it. Stellantis reported its full-year earnings, and we think it did really well. It sold 6.1 million vehicles, up 5.7%. Revenues came in at 189 billion euros, up 6%. It posted an operating profit of more than 24 billion euros, with a 12.8% profit margin, and its net profit was 18.6 billion. It also generated free cash flow of nearly 13 billion euros, which gives the company a substantial war chest. Globally, it handed out nearly 2 billion euros in profit sharing to employees. UAW workers in the U.S. will get an average of 13,860 bucks, but that's down from last year's $14,760. So why did UAW members get less profit sharing? It's because of the strike. That cut into Stellantis' U.S. profits and cut $900 from union members' profit-sharing checks. The Italian government is butting heads with Stellantis over building more vehicles in the country. Italy wants Fiat, which is part of the Stellantis group, to boost production to a million vehicles a year, up from 750,000 last year. But Stellantis wants more subsidies and incentives to increase that production. Italy has set aside 6 billion euros to support domestic auto production next year, and part of that funding is being used to lure another automaker to the country because of its battle with Stellantis. But in our mind, the only real viable options would probably be a Chinese company or VinFast. And many countries in the EU want to keep the Chinese out, but governments are also courting them because they want to bring in more jobs. And here's something you should expect to see more of. German supplier Continental announced that it's laying off 7,150 workers to help cut costs. It's axing 1,750 jobs in research and development, while the rest are administrative positions. And 40% of the cuts are in Germany. It's also looking at merging sites in Germany and elsewhere. Last year, the company said it's looking to save 400 million euros annually starting in 2025. And it needs to cut costs because ICE sales are dropping, EV demand is slowing, and price cuts are forcing it to be leaner. Borg Warner expects to sell a lot more EV parts this year by supplying to a lot more Chinese companies. 
We think the most important is a partnership with a subsidiary of BYD, FinDreams, for LFP battery packs. Not only will BorgWarner get the cells to make the packs, it's also getting the rights to its battery pack design and manufacturing process. Borg hopes to be the go-to supplier of LFP packs for Class 3 and above commercial vehicles in Europe, North and South America, and parts of Asia-Pacific. Another deal involves making electric motors for Xpeng. The motors have an operating range up to 800 volts and can produce up to 300 kilowatts or just over 400 horsepower. Xpeng will use them on its X9 minivan and a new B-Class sedan. Borg's other deals involve inverters. It formed a joint venture with Xianji Fast Auto Drive Group to develop a high-voltage inverter for the Chinese electric commercial vehicle market and a deal with an unnamed major Chinese OEM to supply a more power-dense inverter for plug-in hybrid and range-extended electric vehicles. For the whole year, BorgWarner expects to sell 25-40% to more e-products than it did in 2023. In 2022, GM doubled its Super Cruise network, and now it's nearly doing the same. The last expansion took it to over 400,000 miles of roads where the hands-free driving technology works, and now it's going to a total of about 750,000 miles by the end of next year. Many of the new roads include minor highways that typically connect smaller cities and townships. The expansion has already started going out to customers via an OTA update at no additional charge. And speaking of GM, its first all-electric Corvette sports car will likely go into production in 2028. Auto Forecast Solutions reports that the Corvette Stingray EV will start rolling down the line at GM's Lansing Grand River plant in February of 2028. But it's possible this won't be the first electric Corvette. The Corvette SUV could take that crown. It's supposed to launch next year sometime, initially with a V8 engine, but it could also go electric. The head of Ford's EV group warns that Chinese automakers are preparing to enter the U.S. market and they represent a massive competitive threat. Marin Jaja, the head of Ford Model E, admits that Chinese automakers have a technological lead, especially when it comes to electric cars. He predicts that they'll establish assembly plants in Mexico to gain access to the U.S. market without having to pay a 25% import tariff. Ford is particularly concerned about cars like the BYD Seagull, which has a base price under 11 grand in China. It estimates that the BOM, or bill of material, of all the components needed to make the car is only $8,000. And that's exactly why Ford launched a top-secret Skunk Works program to develop an electric car that significantly slashes costs. Marin Jaja says the U.S. auto industry better get fit now or it doesn't have a future. He created the first EV skateboard, pushed the development of hydrogen fuel cells, and was one of the pioneers of autonomous technology. So what's he up to now? Larry Burns is the former head of R&D at General Motors and is a fountain of information on the future of automotive technology. He's also our guest on AutoLine After Hours today, and we invite you to sit in to hear what he has to say. Frank Marcus from Motor Trend will also be on the show, so join John and Gary to learn about the latest tech trends in the automotive industry. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for tuning in.
Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey, and by Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.